What's up, my good man? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Ladies and gentlemen, he needs no introduction. I I'm grabbing him while he's he's making some moves. He's traveling. Congratulations to Ward 8 Councilman. Trey on White, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, brother? What's up, man? So this right here, um, um, Trayon is uh, DC, a chocolate city story. So uh, it's, it's this thing that's been sitting on me for a while now as far as a way to highlight real Washingtonians and, and the real people that are coming from uh, the district, the real DC from, from back in the day. So this is a way to take a trip back. So first of all, congratulations. Is this, is this a 3B? Nah, 2P. Yeah, two back, back to back. Yeah, strong. So, so how you feeling? Like, what? What's the? What's like the temperature? I mean, today the Black Lives Matter Plaza, like, they're right there, leading up to the white to the White House. So, what's what's your like take on just the energy of DC right now? Um, I just feel like, man, we, you know, I saw everyone to be. I'm gonna be honest with you, Flex. You know how we do. Please, oh, please do. That's what this is for. Yeah, I saw a lot of people, you know, posting about the new street. Uh, Black Lives Matter in the street, you know, the the the, the sign going up, but that's all symbolic, man. I, I visited men that's in the jail that's victims of this oppression right. in Washington, D.C. Uh, I just saw uh, my man just came home, you know. He was falsely accused of a homicide he didn't commit. He just came home, wow. uh, what, two two months ago, you wow. know, uh, from, around, from around Congress Park. So you know, it's just the injustices that we're receiving is incomparable to some some paint on the street. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't get involved in all, all the you Got know you. the symbolism, bro. You know, right. I always you keep it one hundred. It's real. It's the real with you, like the the people that are dying, like for real. So yeah. So what? Yeah, you gotta bring my man Wap on, man. Around the park, so we can tell his story, man. Please, and that, and that's what and Trayon, I want to just open up to you to tell you that. That's what this is about, is me getting references from you guys that are native Washingtonians. Um, so please, uh, all your suggestions of people that uh, make the most sense for this Chocolate City story. So, um, Great Ward 8. Great Ward 8. Um, uh, tell, tell me about Great Ward 8. Well, it, that's your backyard. And, and my thing is, is that I want you to go back to when Trayon White was growing up in the Chocolate City. So it's home for me, man. You know, it's a lot of a lot of community, a lot of love, a lot of envy, a lot of strife, a lot of pain, a lot right. of trauma, you right. know, a lot of a lot of stories to tell. Um, you know, I came up, I was born in 84. So in the 90s, late 80s, it was going down in D.C. And somehow, by the grace of God, I survived about four different waves. Amen. You know? And so uh, part of my story has been my grandmother was the backbone of the family. Right. Uh, I come from a large family. My great-grandmother had 13 kids. Uh, my great-grandfather had 22 kids. Oh, in fact, I was just on a call of a union on this call last at Ty, Ty was on there. Ty Stunner's father was on there. You know, Ty, Tyrone White? <laughs> Trayon White. Right. Yeah, so, you know, I'm learning my family even as time Look progresses, at man. So hold on, so yeah, you and you and you and Stunner are related. Yep. Yep. Look at that. And yeah, I, plan, I plan on getting Stunner on to talk about the MLK Delhi and, and just his come up in DC as well. For sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess for me just coming up, man, trying to find wiggle room. Yeah. Gravitated to 
you know, trying to fit in early on. You know, a lot of the, the young men like myself, we were in an identity crisis. You mm. know, but somehow we played at number 11 Boys and Girls Club. We had good men and good ladies that gave us strong uh, role modeling and, and father figuring. They kind of gave us some guidance. Some of us took the guidance, but a lot of us didn't make it, man. You know, I see you got the museum hat on. You know, shout out to G Mogul. You know, you know he one of the ones that made it, you know. Right. And we battled with a little more and then from up uh, 14th and Clifton all our life. Oh, uh, so, so, so talk, because I know that you guys, you guys, y'all are family. So my thing yeah. is, you, be, you being a, a, South, a, a, a Southeast, Southeast boy, right? Pretty much. Yeah, no question. You know, Mo is an uptown, he's an uptown slinger, you know how he, and then yeah. Twin, Twin G Mogul, he's on, um, where, where's Twin from? Uptown, uptown nah, too? he's from Southeast. Okay. Oh yeah, Southeast, of course. So so my right. thing is, um, was there any, like, growing up, like in the 80s and the 90s of, of the Chocolate City, was there a clear, um, not to say beef, but a clear disconnect between uptown and when it comes to Southeast, or was it, and when did that, like, collectiveness come together where we where y'all just gonna rep dc as a whole nah well you know back in the day the skating ring was the great neutralizer you know you mm -hmm. had the black hole you had the skating ring so that's the only time we really saw each other unless we went to school together and right. i never went to school uptown outside of going to uh web and that was really that was really no feast but um we we ain't really had no beef and, and my the right. people I hung around, we, we had so much going on to get to school. We had to walk past three, four neighborhoods to get to school. We was less concerned about uptown. You know, uptown, that was something in the front back of my mind. Yeah, right. You know, and, and sports always gave a lot of our guys passes. You know, we was very active coming up in sports, uh, and they gave us a lot of passes when it came to the street and yeah. the gunplay. And so that that's saved and spared a lot of us. And it made a lot of us friends from different neighborhoods. Right. Yeah, guys that's from the farms that was cool with guys from up – of Connors to the Valley Green to Ball Eagle to Wingate, you know, to down Chopper City. It, coming up through number eleven was a uh, like a club all in, it's like a fraternity all in itself, you know. Man, so it was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, man. Chocolate City yeah. in the nineties. So then, where 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 did you when as you started to come into your own as, as an adult? When did you see that that moment that? DC is like shaking it up nationwide and, and making a lot of noise and people are really giving DC it's, it's just due for the great city that it is. I think uh, only in the last 10 years, really, you know, uh, I think that we've been expanding our Google culture around the world. Right. Uh, we've been expanding our clothing line around the world. Uh, we've been expanding our music. We got some national artists now that's finally getting some traction on the big scene. We have some who got some early on and it fell off. Uh, but, you know, I guess for me, DC, have all, we've always had our own place. You know, people have always tried to implement or, or copy what we said and did, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, with the information age, it's kind of a lot of mixing going on back and forth. So, yeah. you know, that, that caused a lot of collateral damage in the culture in itself. But, I'm sure. Yeah, I just stay, I just stay true, you know. You just stay true, and and that's why you're the back-to-back -back councilman of your backyard, man. Like that, that feeling that that's the true definition of a hometown hero, like to the yeah. little thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you right the there. Present. What's what? up, Miles? I see Miles Rose here from the infamous Goodman League. And it's funny you say that because when I was coming up with this platform of a Chocolate City, his name was always mentioned. So Miles, I gotta holler at you, man. I need. I heard that you that guy when it comes no to question for 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 DC. So Miles, let's talk, man. But 
But um, challenges in Ward 8 and, I, and challenges. Like, what challenges yeah. do you see that, that, that's going to be, like, on the forefront of, of, your, of your tenure this go-around? Man, part of the, cha the real challenge is, is changing the poverty mindset of our people. You yes. know, it's like when we don't value ourselves, it's hard to get somebody to value somebody else's life when they don't fully value their life and know who they are. Um, I started a conversation off early on talking about how uh, me as a young man, even today, other young men and young ladies, for that matter, are in an identity crisis. And they're adapting to, you know, learn behavior. Right. And as a result, you know, uh, skipping school is popular. Smoking weed is popular. Busting guns and, and, and pulling up and hopping out and spinning bins is popular. Um, and as a result, it's detrimental. Like, for example, what we don't value in our own community, yeah. other people value. Like, we leave bullet holes in cars and buildings in the streets and ride off, go get a sandwich and go back in the house where other people see that as primetime real estate. Ah, so it's, per, it's the perspective. It's the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that represents a population that need the resources the most, that participate the least. Ah. So that's what my, my whole movement, my whole campaign has been about. My slogan is don't just stand there. Do something. Do something. So we know the problems we have, but we can't get to a solution until we all get together on one mindset because we got more in common than we do apart. And we have right. to figure out what those commonalities are. And we, have, we don't have a lot of time to figure it out. No, no. The time is now. The time is very well right now. Do you see, from your perspective, do you see any type of... Um, G. That, yeah, I see twin in here, G in here. Um, do you see any type of disconnect between the new generation and the old school generation in DC coming from chocolate city days. Like, do you see those OGs that you guys grew up with back in the eighties and the nineties? Um, do you see that now that the new generation is coming up and they doing their thing and they're vibrant? Do you see any type of disconnect or do you see a strong unity in that? For me personally, absolutely. As a young political figure in the district, like, you know, I came up underneath a Murray and Burry in the later part of his life. Um, I was able to glean some of the things from him. Actually, I was I was writing about him today, and I remember uh, he was teaching me that the power lies in the people, mm. and I was just just reflecting on that. Mm. And one of the things I see today, like a lot of the older people who are in the community, yeah. they don't come back and push back and, and give to the movement. They they see me as a threat to what they're doing. I'm like, you know. I'm I'm the council member. There's nothing yeah, yeah, can't get around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to activate and maintain, how how could you possibly be a threat? You know? And together we're stronger. Like you got yeah. some tools, some gifts, some ideologies, some philosophies, some ways of life that work for you that may be beneficial to me. Well, I don't have to stomp my toe and make those decisions again. But right. they, they, like I, I was reading yesterday, a lady she said that Trail White is a hoodlum. I said a hoodlum. Mm -hmm. That's a heavy topic. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are millions of black mothers across the nation that wish they had a, a black son that went to college, right? Grad, grad school, law school, graduated in the top fifteen percent of the university. I don't drink, I don't mm -hmm. smoke, I don't smoke. Mm -hmm. Care of my family, you know. Yep. And it's like, man, to degrade a young black man like that. This was a lady who had a who had three black boys. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. stop tearing down our. And it didn't really hurt me because I'm secure in who God said I am and who God says I who, who I am. So I don't. Really, but it's like, you know, a lot of people took the offense to that. But that's the mindset of a lot of the older people. You know, 
They like, you know, I, I got locks in my head, so they think that that's an intimidation on thug. But back in the day, they had afros, so it's all the yeah. Ah, well, where where's the difference? It just comes back around, but in a different form, right? The question. So you, absolutely. you don't smoke, don't drink. So that that takes me to. So what is Trey on White's vices? Like, is it is it Netflix? Is it like what? Like, cause sometimes when you think about it, of course people know you, Trey on White from the neighborhood, but sometimes when you propel and, and your trajectory into your purpose, which is what you're doing right now as councilman, sometimes people just see that and forget that you wake up every day and you get to it. Like, so what does like a down day look like for Trey on White? Like what's some of your vices, your fun vices to just keep you sane and keep you, keep you leveled? Um, I guess for me, uh, one of the vices I use, I go to therapy, man. Uh, Every look, every week I go to therapy. Twin um, said your vice is love. Twin said your vice is love. love. Yeah, love, prayer. Yeah. I'm a very spiritual person, so I pray a lot. <laughs> um, I like to ride my uh my bike. I do that. I be around my kids. You know, I like to put the boys all together in the car. We go out. We do us. I like to be around my family. I got a large family of cousins. You know, I like to hang with them. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty plain and simple, bro. I don't have a lot. Going yeah, on, you know, simple guy. I mean, that just, yeah. just help. I got some other uh, probably unhealthy vices, but we'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, we'll talk about that all the time. Yeah. But, but so, 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 you being so, are you a? Thanks, are, you, are you one of? Are you that man that that black man that um that looks at the chocolate city from a lens that crosses from so many generations because like you said you was born in the 80s raised in the 90s then here goes the 2000s what where where's chocolate city going in your eyes because we know that gentrification has been happening so dc was one of the main first places that i started to hear years ago you know like h street and i talked to the good man tony lewis jr on monday and he was telling me that yo h street like that used to be a situation back in the yeah. day and it's yeah. all from out of town right i and, and me coming into D.C. for the past seven, eight years, I look at 8th Street as one, like a Soho of New York, like a real nice place to walk your dog, the hipster vibe. So yeah. so what do you, where, where, where do you see the chocolate, ci chocolate city in the next like five to 10 years with all of this gentrification? Like how do we keep that chocolate city pride alive um, for, 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 for the future? Well, D.C. Is, used to be 78%. African-American, now there's less than 48% African-American. Uh. We keep it alive by pushing our people to first own our own businesses in our community. Like right. if we can't control the, the businesses in our community and we're going to lose in the long run. Right. The second thing is we got to push our people to own our own properties in our own community because if we don't live here, you don't have no say-so, no power. You can't uh. vote, you can't participate, you know. Um, and so that's very, very important. So one of the things I, a couple of things I've been doing was working through this thing called uh, the Douglas Community Land Trust, which allows people to buy houses at a more uh, affordable rate. Instead of paying $500,000 hypothetically for a house, you essentially pay three fifty, dollars keeping mm -hmm. it affordable over long periods of time. Uh -huh. So we're working on stuff like that. I'm working on displacement free zones to freeze the taxes in around areas hardest hit by development because, you know, we need development in our community, but when it comes to development, the price of living goes up. So I have some legislation. Everything is connected, right? So you have to, right? Absolutely, and and we gotta stop killing each other, man. 
We are at a, you know, what's the day? What's today's date? Today fifth. I know what day of the week is this? Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday. <laughs> so, we, so we probably the, the had, council member ripping and running, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. It's been a great week. We probably had about in Ward Eight alone. We probably had about six people shot this week. You know what I'm saying? Shot, no, shot, killed. Well, not everybody died, but I'm right. saying, see one of the things we talk about in the city. We say the homicide rate is down. Homicide, but you know, with modern technology, uh, with the we have two ambulatory services. A lot of people are surviving gun wounds, uh, but last year we had over 500 people shot. But we're just gonna say we had a 120 some people, whatever the number is, homicide rate. But right. no, we had 500 people shot. <sighs> and just that kind of, that amount of gun activity is just like just a lot in 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 a week or so time. So. Like that, that definitely has to get under subjection because DC has so much, not even potential anymore. DC is well on the map. Everybody knows about the nation's capital, but yeah. the chocolate city, I feel like has never went away. You know, for, for a while, it's been about the nation's capital, nation's capital, but there's always a Southeast DC. There's always an uptown, like in yeah. your, right? So what's the legacy of, the, of chocolate city when it comes to trail white from your perspective like well, what would, when it's all said and done part of my part of my legacy is to, to build up a strong small black businesses like we just put uh through the leadership of king mcduffie robert white myself even the chairman uh and then the mayor came on board we helped save three black businesses on mlk nice. uh, right before the coronavirus hit you know and we plan on doing a lot more of that and to preserve mm. because what we don't want to look up and then we look like eight eighth eighth street eighth street where there's a lot of new business coming in but majority of the business that was there originally no longer exists anymore right uh, because there's so many you know new business fees new new cleaning team fees there's a lot, right. so many taxes that you're not even generating enough generating enough revenue to stay relevant and, and receive profit and so we're doing a lot of that uh throughout ward eight and be honest people that can't afford to live anywhere else in washington dc are navigating east of the anacostia river ah. people with some of the same issues you know uh, housing insecurities uh financial insecurities mm -hmm. uh mental health services substance abuse issues all piling up on each other and that's why we have these series of explosions over right. and over again and so we're trying to reverse some of that culture and it takes a lot of time and energy man councilman i feel like i feel like you know you know why your mission is so strong because as you're talking i feel like you're you you focus on getting to the the blueprint of the problem meaning so that you, yeah. you can tackle everything else so how important is that for you to always try to find out the root of the problem and then work from there because that's what i feel like you are a rooted, yeah. a rooted, rooted man. It's, it's 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 a tough thing but it's doable but it's hard to explain to people because mm. people want to feel how is my life personally changing right and that's that's what it comes down to you know and when i ran the first time I wanted to build some recreation centers. You know, we came up, we had hot wreck, hot had a wreck that's closed, or had a wreck that's closed, Ketchum had a wreck that's closed, and Akashi had a wreck that's closed, Blue mm -hmm. had a wreck that's closed, number 11 Boys and Girls Club closed. And we wonder why the children are out in the streets uh, defenseless, uh, trying to fend for themselves because we removed the, the, the things that keep them constructive. And then they're doing stuff destructive. And we're saying, oh, the, 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 the next generation is out of control. No, the government created that. Oh, 
And so as a result of that, we are building four state-of-the-art branded recreation centers right here in Ward 8 mm. uh, within the next two years in the pipeline. And that ain't easy work. It's you know? not. So what, what does it take? So if it's not easy work, what would you say to the people that said, Galvin, so that we could get together and make sure that we, we, we stay, on, stay on track with your mission? It takes people power because I have to convince my other colleagues to make sure we keep the money in the budget to keep these projects going. I have to sit down with Mayor Bowser, City Administrator Rashad Young, uh, Deputy Mayor Phil Cecchio to get this stuff in the budget. Like the seniors yeah. want a new senior living facility. Right now we're building three new senior living facilities in Ward 8. So I'm not just talking to talk, but using my political will, my, my uh, charisma, my influence, and the power of the people to come oh, down yeah. and testify. <laughs> Yeah, put it all up. You know, they make this yeah. stuff happen, man. You know, so it's doable. Yeah. The government just moves so slow, man. You know. So yeah, how do so so with what how do you tackle that? Like, oh, how do you how do you navigate through that? You know that there needs to be a more you know, faster approach to, to tackle these things, but yet the system sometimes has its way of where you gotta go through this, that and that, and then we're wasting time type of a effect happens, right? How do you Balance that so that you stay leveled in, in your position and in your role for, for D.C. Man, for real, sometimes in streets, street language, sometimes I got to turn up. And Kirk Ove, I got Kirk Ove, bro. I got Kirk Ove. Like, come on, what you, Yo, nah, we ain't going to keep playing with this. And I'm, sure, and I'm sure that that's only the, that's like the toned down version of what they get, right? <laughs> that's the, so I won't be on the news, man. I can stand on somebody's table acting crazy. Like Yo. we need our stuff and we need it not now but right now. Yo. Yeah. There's a there's a question in here. I'm a, I'm gonna throw it up here. Shout out to Golden Brown Fox. How can the late 80s and the early 90s survivors communicate with uh this aggressive misguided generation? That's a good you know, question. You, you communicate through love. Right. You know, and people feel a genuine heart because guess what? We don't those are our kids. That's my nephew, that's my little cousin, that's mm -hmm. her son that I grew up with. Right. So they're not that far disconnected from us. We only, what is only six degrees of separation. Right. And, and, and DC and, is to what? Ten by ten. It's probably three. So <laughs> you got, you, you know, you got to come in love, and you get, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You know what I'm saying? So, so you have to care. So they have to feel you first. Yeah, they got to feel you. Right. They they looking for an outlet. They looking for something. Right. Something. Right. So, so look, I, Councilman, I know that you ripping and running, um, I'm getting stuff done at work. So just, just two more points. Um, um, you mentioned, you know, one of, the, one of your vices being, um, being a father. So Father's Day is actually right around the corner. If I'm not mistaken, it's next week, Sunday. Um, so we don't want to miss that. I know there's so much going on in the world right now, um, rightfully so. And, um, uh, next week Sunday being Father's Day. What 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 does Trayon White want for Father's Day? Does Father what does Father's Day mean to you? You know, being a father. It means a lot to me. You know, I'm a, a, a father of a new baby girl, and this is new. Congratulations! On <laughs> Thank you, brother. New baby girl. You got kids? No, not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. Okay. I can't wait uh, though. I can't wait though. <laughs> All right. We're gonna talk about that later. Online. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's me. I have a son and I have a lot of surgery. Like one of my best friends, he was killed, uh, was gunned down in Southeast. So I take care of his son as well. So I get the kids together. I get the mothers together, get the wives together, man. We uh, we get together and serve and, and love each other, man, and be around family, you know. I've been a little under the weather lately, so 
I've been mm. trying to figure out, you know, how to do that going into Father's Day. So yeah. um, I'm trying to, you know, figure out something better to do this year. My, this year, my daughter will be one years old on July the 10th. Wow. So That's it's, like it's, yeah. It's new. It's a new life for me, man. My right. son is 11. But okay. I'm clear, so, okay. yeah. Yeah, so 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 nah, that's that, that's gonna be big bro gonna take care of little sis, man. That's a good that's a good a good ten, eleven years um space between that. But the fam the family strong, everybody healthy, everybody good, turn the sound. Yeah, yeah, we, we good, man. We just uh I just took a uh COVID nineteen test, so hopefully that come back right. good, man. I am feeling a little uh stressed uh physically. So I'm sure. Uh, this will be my third test, so Yeah. Oh, this is your third test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. That, I'm sure that it was a uh, uh, stressful. And my final at this point, because I'm gonna let you go, is um the the, good, the election. Sir. The election, like for those that don't understand or don't know, you know what that entails in like a two minute blurb or three minute blurb. Can you give a condensed version of how how much running an election takes, like physically, mentally, and just that whole process, especially winning back to back. I mean, uh, that, yeah. So first of all, thank you to all the candidates across the district, man, that competed to want to make their lives, their community, their city a better place to live. And that's noble, no matter if you won, lost, or still undecided. I think that's noble because I, I've experienced it myself, you know, and I've lost an election before by allegedly 71 votes. But it takes a strain on your mental capacity to even function normally to even think, huh? 71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-71-
Yeah, I'm saying, oh, who's that? That's that's Joy. He got the clean. He cleaning my cars, man. That's my man. Y'all check him out. His Instagram, Big Blood Luke underscore Lucy. But he wow. got busting tubs. That's his Instagram, man. He cleaned my car for me. Make sure I'm tight right. Who I Golden Brown? Twin, twin saying, who Golden Brown? Golden Brown. Golden Brown, the one who asked the question. Oh, oh yeah, the one that asked the question, Twin. This is. Oh, she's talking about she's talking about uh, healthy eating, healthy cleansing. Yeah, man. Man, yeah. flex you the man, man. I love yo, Alize. Oh, Alize, yo, I'm having the DJ edition, Alize. So I gotta talk to you, man. Chocolate City, you one of the legends. I gotta get with you, man. What you talk about, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> twin being twin, let twin. Be but look, ladies and gentlemen, the museum will be live and direct back here at 6 p.m. Monday for Chapter Four. The museum, a landmarks, landmark. All right. See you guys on Monday, man. 6 p.m. The museum. Thank God you. For love. Congratulations and, and take care of that. Take care of that, man. For sure. Love you, man. All right, King. Mr. Ward 8, man. It, it don't get no better than that when you think about it. The man born and raised, um, and then and then rises up because of you guys, the community, um, to put this good man in, in that position to to oversee and, and to hear and to listen uh, for you guys. So um, everybody be safe. Um, shout out to the nation's capital, Chocolate City. You know why Black Lives Matter Plaza, 16th, running right up to that White House, running right to what, yo. Crazy, yo. It's, it's all good. So look, the museum on Monday um, at 6 p.m. and some more great guests that all represent the culture uh, of Washington, D.C., as we know it, man. DC, a chocolate city story. One love. Peace.